Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Beacon Church podcast. It's our hope and our prayer that today's message inspires you and makes an impact on your life. Our mission is to simply spread hope and love throughout this community. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to today's message. Hey, before we jump in, if you can, uh, click that little like button right there. Uh, subscribe to our channel. We would love to keep in touch with you. And as we bring new content every week, uh, we want you to just know uh, that we're so thankful for you jumping in, checking us out. Hey, if you love what we're doing, even share this video, maybe on your favorite social media platform. We'd be so grateful and so honored if you would do so. Well, I'm excited. Week two of The Lies of Life. Last week was a great start to this series. It's kind of all about breakthrough, you know, the lies that life tells us to keep us where we are. And last week was a good start. This week, we're going to bring you part two. So let's jump in right into the Word of God. Joshua chapter six. Joshua chapter six. We're going to start at verse 15. Verse 15, I'm going to read it here. I'm going to take you back to like Sunday school. Those of you who grew up in church, this is, this is Sunday school 101 right here. Uh, check it out. Verse 15 says this. On the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. But this time, they went around the town seven times. And on the seventh time, as the priests sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, shout, for the Lord has given you this town. Now, if you know this passage, what followed this was these huge walls of Jericho crashing to the ground and the Israelites storming in to the city. I want to talk to you for a minute about this lie, though, that pops in our head when things get hard. It's the lie that says, just give up. Pray with me, if you will. Father, thank you for this word, this message. Praise that goes forth, whether people are listening online or watching this video Sitting in a crew right now, Father, I pray that this word will help them. They will encourage, they will be encouraged, Father God. We love you and we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. So I grew up in Florida. Um, and one of the things I enjoyed to do being close to the beach was I like to go surf. Now I can't say that I was any good at all at surfing, but uh, I enjoyed it, <laughs> at least if it was a good day. Uh, but one of the first times when I went out surfing, uh, all of my friends were with me and, you know, they invited me to come along with them. And I, I would have said that this was a extremely difficult day to surf to them as experienced surfers. It was a fun day. It was good. It was perfect to me. It was incredibly challenging. And like any good friend would do, you know, they invite me to come along. And then as soon as we get to the beach, they run out and start surfing and leave me to fend for myself. Now, let me give you like a quick, tiny little surfing 101 um, in the smallest form, okay? Uh, waves come in sets, right? They come in periods of sets. And so as a surfer, you wanna try to paddle out to right where the waves are breaking so that you can turn around. You can catch the wave and it'll propel you forward back towards the shore. You can stand up and ride it, that kind of a thing. And the waves come in, in sets, and then there's a little bit of a break, and then they'll keep coming and keep coming. There's a bit of a break. 
that particular day, the waves were so big and I was so inexperienced that it took me over an hour to just paddle out past where these waves were crashing on the shore. It was painful. It was incredibly challenging. And this lie kept popping into my head. Just give up. Why don't you just give up and paddle back to shore? You want to deal with it. But the reality is I wouldn't have gotten to enjoy uh, the, the, the fun once I got out there. That same lie and really the same challenge is constant in the life that we live today. Life can kind of throw you these waves or these sets of challenges, right? And it's, it's like one thing after another thing. Have you ever said that to yourself after a series of problems? Maybe it's like, oh, is there, is anything going to stop? Is it just going to keep going like this? And just like waves, often life will, will slow down. There'll be some breathing room. But in that breathing room, it's only a matter of time before more sets of problems and hard things might come about. And it's in those hard times when you face the same lie that says, just give up. Just give up. Just stop trying because you're never going to get through it. Stop praying because you're never going to get anywhere else. God's really not going to answer that prayer. And what happens is the enemy starts feeding us these ridiculous lies. Stop trying. Stop believing. Stop praying. Stop pursuing. Stop growing. Just give up. Just give up. But if that's the lie, then what's the truth? The truth is just keep going. God's word encourages us to keep going, to keep praying, to keep fighting, to keep believing, to have faith because he's promised us some things. So just keep going is the reality. The truth is that when God has given you victory, it's your choice to take it. I wonder how many times we've passed up a victory uh, because the road to get there was too hard or challenging. The road to get to the promise that God has given us is too challenging. Therefore, we stay right where we are. What I find incredible is that if we look back at the story of Jericho for a minute, first of all, looking at the size of these walls, you'll realize really quickly the Israelites could not have done it on their own. Let me give you a description of these walls. Okay, the walls of Jericho. Um, The inner wall was some five meters or or 12 to 15 feet high. And then on top of that was what they call mud brick, which was another six feet thick and about another 20 to 26 feet high. Okay. At the crest of the embankment was a similar mud brick wall, which was probably like the outer wall. This wall in and of itself was 46 feet, 14 meters above ground level, the retaining wall. Okay, this is the outer wall that probably loomed over the Israelites as they were marching back and forth trying to figure out or in that process knowing, okay, uh, God said he's going to somehow bring these walls down, but that's a 50-foot wall in front of us. It's absolutely impenetrable. It's impossible. We need a miracle from God. Cool thing is the archaeological evidence supports the historical accuracy of this biblical account in every detail, okay? Every aspect of the story that could possibly be verified has been verified by the findings of archaeology. It proves that there was a wall, in fact, that big that somehow did come 
crashing down. We serve that same God, okay? And if, and if that same God could do it then, I believe God could do it again for whatever walls are looming over you in your life today. God gave Joshua a promise. God gave Joshua a promise, but then after the promise, there was a process to seeing it come true. Verse two of the same chapter says this, but the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all its strong warriors. You, here's the, here's the process, you and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. And on the seventh day, you were to march around the town seven times with priests blowing their horns. And when you hear the priests give one long blast of the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then, after that, the walls of the town will collapse and the people will charge straight into the town. God gave the Israelites the land of Jericho. He promised that to them, but there was a process to this promise. They had to obey this process that God gave them to see what God was going to do. Sometimes we hear the promises of God, and we hear the promises or we read the promises in God's word, and sometimes we think they're instantaneous, which they can be, But other times, God wants to walk you through a process, the process of preparation and being strengthened and refined, going through some challenges, challenges, facing some things. And just because we go through those things doesn't mean that we're never going to achieve where we feel like God's called us to go. We're not going to see the promise that he's given us. That just means there's a process he's walking us through. What is a process? It's, it's literally, the definition says, a series of actions to achieve a result. I think about the process of making chocolate, the edible version form of chocolate, right? It's actually like a 10-step process to get to what would be edible chocolate. Let me tell you about it, okay? First, it starts with getting these pods off of the tree, and they smash the pods open, they get the seeds out of this pulp, and that's then laid out on banana leaves to dry for fermentation. Then the beans are, they're dried out in the sun, and usually, then they're roasted. After that, they're separated from their outer shell. Now the cocoa nibs are ready for grinding, okay? Still going here, okay? Afterwards, the cocoa can be sterilized. Once once that takes place, which usually is about a 72-hour process alone, okay, after that takes place, the cocoa can be waltzed and pressed. No idea what that means. It's just a part of the process, okay? And then to make that chocolate really smooth, it says that it's, it's conked at the very end. 10-step process to getting to the chocolate we love. God works in a similar way. He wants to refine us. He wants to shape us in order to get us to where he's calling us and calling you to go. It takes all those steps to see chocolate. And sometimes it takes way more than 10 steps in order for us to see the promise that he's calling us to see. Okay. I wonder how many times we think God is actually punishing us when really he's refining us and he's actually trying to promote us. He's just taking us through the process 
in order to get there. The promotion is the pruning, okay? He's, he's trying to help us be all that we can be. He's trying to shape you into a greater version of yourself. He's trying to push you into your destiny, okay? Look at the work it took for the Israelites to see what God had promised them, okay? God gave them the steps to see this result. What if they had stopped on day six? What if at day six they said, hey, we're tired, we're worn out, uh, let's stop today. Let's shout, let's blow the ram's horn, and, and we're gonna see it happen, right? Well, no, they probably would not have seen because God said, no, seven days of this, and specifically on the seventh day, you're gonna do it seven times, and then shout and the walls are gonna come down. If they had tried to do any in between, they probably wouldn't have seen the promise. I wonder how many times we prematurely stop and then blame God for not seeing the result he promised us. Maybe we're just not all the way there yet. And maybe instead of blaming God and, and punishing ourselves, we need to continue to pray, continue to believe, and really continue to walk out in obedience. God wants us to walk a faith journey out through obedience and it's in the obedience that he's, he's shaping us. He's maybe throwing new things at us. But the end result will always be victory and seeing the promise that he's made to us. Are you willing? Are you willing to keep going? Are you willing to keep praying? Even if you don't see a physical evidence of this, this prayer you've been praying, even if you don't see it manifest yet, are you going to keep seeking God? Are you going to keep trusting in God, even if the situation looks different than you thought it might look? I've seen this religious mindset plague so many people where they feel like they have to live in a constant state of suffering in order to somehow earn their reward in heaven or earn their reward you know, on this earth or whatever. That's such a religious mindset. It's so false because the reality is God doesn't want you to suffer he wants you to succeed. But as a believer, as a Christian, that doesn't mean you might not go through some things that are tough. You might not have a period where it feels like you're, you're suffering. But God doesn't want you to stay in a level of suffering forever. That's not what he's called you to do. Think about King David for a minute. He had to go through a period of suffering where he's running for his life, right? He lived in a cave before he could live in a castle. But he wasn't in a cave forever, he didn't suffer forever. In fact, he was promoted into the promise God made him once he went through the process that God had for him. Okay, there's always gonna be a process to the promise that he's given you. Our loving God does not want us to live in a constant state of suffering. Our loving God is not up there punishing you, throwing everything he can at you just to make your life more difficult. No, in fact, he wants you to grow and to get better. And greater than that, he wants you to walk in faith and obedience. And it's as you continue to walk this life journey out that you'll see the promise. The reality is often the lie of life and what culture will tell you, what people will tell you, even what the enemy tells you is when it gets hard, just give up. When it gets hard, obviously God doesn't care. He's not going to ever reward you, blah, blah, blah. So just give up, just stop and do something else when that is the furthest thing from the truth. God says, just keep going. 
Just keep going. I'm walking with you. I'm on your side. You will see a victory and you will see the promise that I've given you. Maybe this is a good time if you're sitting in a crew right now or you've got some people around you to look to them and just say, don't give up. Don't give up. People are facing challenges right now and we have to encourage one another. Don't give up. Don't stop going. Keep pushing through it. You're going to see all that God has for you. When life seems impossible, don't give up. When this huge wall of Jericho is looming over your head, don't give up. When your job is a mess, don't give up. When your marriage is on the rocks, don't give up. When addiction in your life seems seems unbreakable, don't give up, okay? When, when you're lonely, when you're tired, don't give up. When your bills are unpaid and you don't know what's gonna happen, don't give up. And best of all, when your prayers still seem unanswered, don't give up. Don't stop praying. A mentor once told me this, changed my life forever. He said, it's always too early to quit. It's always too early to quit. Don't give up. Your blessing might come in a different package than you expected. Have you ever ordered something and it even exceeded your expectation? It looked differently than you thought? So what God wants to do. He wants to exceed your expectation. He's going to do it whenever he feels it's the right time. And speaking of time, God operates on a completely different schedule than we do. God's timing is often far different than our timing. Okay, We feel like we have all the time in the world, or better yet, when we're busy, we feel like we don't have enough time. And we're praying and we're seeking and we're asking God, come on, God, just, I want to see it now. I want to see it happen. Come on, come on. And when it doesn't happen in our time, that doesn't mean it's never going to happen. God's timing will always be the best timing. Often that just means we have to wait. We have to wait and believe that when he's going to give it to us, it's going to far see to our expectation and be the perfect time. So, What do we have to do? We have to stay faithful. What do we have to do? We have to walk in obedience. And best of all, don't give up. It's not just about what God wants to do for you. It's about what God wants to do in you. And as God grows you from the inside out, you're going to see victory after victory after victory. So we want it to happen now, but often God says, will you wait on my perfect Timing. The Israelites had to walk faith, their faith out in action. And through their obedience, they saw the promise that God had made them. God's promises are given in God's time. Okay. And the reality is you can't have victory without a battle. And so maybe you haven't seen the the, the victory you want to see because you haven't won yet, but that doesn't mean you're not going to win. That just means you're still fighting. So keep going, keep moving forward, keep believing. And know this, the battle is not to be fought on your own. You have all of heaven fighting with you, fighting for you. So hey, today, just keep going. Don't listen to the ridiculous lie that plagues all of us that says, just give up. No, keep pressing forward and watch what God does in your life. 
We love you. I hope this message encouraged you today. We can't wait to see you all next week. Jump back on YouTube and remember, like, share, and subscribe. Let's get the word out together and see what God does. We love you and we'll see you soon. Hey family, thank you for watching the message today. We hope it really encouraged you. And if you would like to give, please go online and click on the Give Now button. There you are able to give. We are grateful as you give generously. And more importantly, if you would like to stay connected to us, please visit our website. There you are able to join a crew of your choice. And we can't wait to know more about you. Stay connected. We love you. Peace.